grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. Sunday is found recorded in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, beginning at the 31st verse. Yes, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant of mine, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will each one teach his neighbor, or each one teach his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their guilt, and I will remember their sins no more. The word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not allow anyone to put the yoke of slavery on you again. Look, I, Paul, tell you that if you allow yourselves to be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. I testify again to every man who allows himself to be circumcised that he is obligated to do the whole law. You who are trying to be declared righteous by the law are completely separated from Christ. You have fallen from grace. Indeed, through the Spirit, we by faith are eagerly waiting for the sure hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision matters. Rather, it is faith working through love that matters. The word of the Lord. We read from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning at the 31st verse. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. You will also know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are Abraham's descendants, they answered, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we will be set free? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I tell you. Everyone who keeps committing sin is a slave to sin. But a slave does not remain in the family forever. A son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you will really be free. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded. It is our Gospel reading from John chapter 8 beginning at verse 31. I read these words once again. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. 
you will also know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are Abraham's descendants, they answered, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say, you will set us free? Jesus answered, Amen, Amen, I tell you. Everyone who keeps committing sin is a slave to sin. But a slave does not remain in the, in the family forever. A son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you really will be free. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, and once again, heirs of everlasting life. I thought it was a coincidence when just recently I received a letter. But now the more I think of it, I think it was done on purpose. It was a letter that was sent just a week ago and right on the eve of celebrating the Reformation. We gather together celebrating Dr. Martin Luther nailing the 95 theses on the Castle Church door. These were the theses that was to question some of the abuses that were going on in the church. And of course, we celebrate this as also the birth of the Lutheran Church, which would eventually happen. The letter I received did not actually put its name in the upper corner. In fact, just the address, and I couldn't help but to Google it. And of course, I did find out what the church was, but I'm not going to get into the details of the church itself. But I will say this, as I received a pamphlet that condemns Lutherans. And in fact, it says that Lutherans really treat Christ as stupid and a liar. Those are very strong words. And at the heart of this entire document is Luther's teaching concerning, and it does say it in here, sola scriptura. The very words that we actually have on our banner uh, for this Reformation banner that was just made. We have sola fide, by faith alone, sola gratia, by grace alone, and sola scriptura, by scripture alone. In fact, this church is questioning and doubts that teaching and feels that Lutherans, once again, Treat Jesus Christ as simply stupid and a liar. By the way, this sola scriptura is not just some thought that Dr. Martin Luther came up with, but rather, it really is the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. Especially when Jesus was earlier in his ministry at the temple courts preaching and teaching. And as he was preaching and teaching, many of the Jews were actually coming to faith. So turning his attention to these new believers, Jesus made this point. If you remain in my word, you are really my disciples. So if you want to be a disciple, that's not just a name only. Or if you really want to be a disciple, not according to your own thinking, you really, really want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, then remain in my word. Not just any word. Not just someone else's word. 
but remained in my word, and it is Jesus who is speaking. In fact, there is more than one word for word in the Greek New Testament language, and the word that's used here is that word logos, or some pronounce it logos. This is the very word that's used in John chapter 1, where the Savior is called the Word. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Therefore, the conclusion has to be that the Word is God, that Jesus is the Son of God. So Jesus is the Word, and to hold to his Word. He uses the word remain in my word. And this word remain has both the quality or both the sense of quality and quantity. In the quantity sense, it means hold to all of my words, not just some of them, but to all of them. Even Jesus, when he told his disciples to go and baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, he also went on to say, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Yes, everything. And then when it comes to quality, remaining in my word is really remaining in his word alone. As this pamphlet says that in order to have that rule that is, is the heart of your faith and life. It must be based on the scriptures, and as they put it, and also on sacred oral traditions. Some will say scripture and maybe human reasoning. Some will say scripture and perhaps science or scientific hypothesis. But it's always man-made teachings connecting with the teachings of Jesus. And this is what our faith and hope is to be built on. But that's not what Jesus says. Remain in my word. He doesn't add anything to this. There's no plus here. So confessing sola scriptura is exactly what Jesus taught. Remain in his word by scripture alone. It is the word of Christ. Everything points to Jesus Christ. Why remain in this word? Not only because you'll really be his disciples, because it is the truth. And as you've heard me say many times, always watch for those small words. He doesn't say that this word is a truth, like one truth among many or one philosophy among many. And you can kind of take it or leave it, or maybe like a fruit tree, you pick what you want, and that's what you come up with is truth. No, this word is the truth, the absolute truth. Any con anything contrary to the absolute truth would actually be the lie. This is the truth, and this truth, it will set you free. Now, some take this words in a physical sense. Some take it as in a spiritual sense. Oftentimes, I hear it in a political sense. The truth will set you free. Oh, many a campaigns will use those words, and I've always wondered when they do, do they actually know 
how the words were originally intended to be used, since so often they're used out of context. So is it in a physical sense? Some commentators actually believe that. But then the reply from the Jews that were there doesn't totally make sense. Because they said, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we will be set free? Well, of course they've been a slave. If you see it in a physical sense, they've been under a rule and a many different rules and at the present time under Roman rule. In fact, they've been under a rule for over 600 years. So technically they have been slaves. They haven't ruled their nation on their own. Not at this time. And then of course, the answer that Jesus gives them really points to understanding it in a spiritual sense that what the Jews were really saying is, we are Abraham's descendants, they can trace their ancestry back to Christ, or back to Abraham. And because Abraham, he was credited with righteousness, because Abraham was the one that received the promise that it would be through him the Savior would come and all nations would be blessed. If you can trace your ancestry back to Abraham, then you are saved. Because you're of the family, inherited family of Abraham. But Jesus corrects that kind of thinking. And he says this, Amen, amen, I tell you, everyone who keeps sinning, committing sin, is a slave to sin. The word amen is a Hebrew word, it means the truth. And amen, amen is actually a Hebrew expression. For the Hebrew language does not have a superlative in the sense of, in English, we put an EST at the end of words. Or we'll say most with the word. In Hebrew, they just simply double the word. So when Jesus says, amen, amen, I tell you, that means he is announcing something that is the most true. This is the truthiest if you will. There is nothing greater than the truth. And the truth is simply this. Everyone who keeps sinning, committing sin, is a slave to sin. The sins that we commit, we are enslaved by sin. In fact, we have even inherited a sinful nature. And being slaves to sin, without the Holy Spirit, we would see God's word as foolishness. Because of sin, we are blind. Because of sin, we live in hopelessness. We truly do deserve the punishment of death, which is even death in hell. And in fact, in being a slave to sin, a slave does not remain in a family forever. <laughs> in fact, the slave doesn't even have the rights that a family would have, and certainly not the right of an inheritance. But the Son does. So if the Son sets you free, then you will really be free. Because you will be adopted as a member of the family. So with Jesus' perfect life and with his suffering and death on the cross, Jesus freed us 
Jesus freed us. He freed us by paying for those sins. He freed us by winning for us the forgiveness of sins. He freed us from the fear of death itself, especially when he conquered death and rose again with the promise, you too shall live in Christ Jesus alone. And he even freed us from eternal condemnation in hell itself. For with his sacrifice on the cross and with that perfect life, he won for us the hope that heaven is our home. We have this blessing. We have this freedom. Sola fide, by faith alone, apart from anything we have done, it's trusting in what Christ has done for you. Sola gratia, by grace alone, that once again, this is not a work of man. This is by the grace of God. And this grace is not some infused grace where God gives you the power to finish the work that Jesus started. No, this is by the grace of God, which is undeserved love. And by God's undeserved love, he saved you and called you to be his own. And how do we know this? Sola Scriptura. By scripture alone. Only by scripture do we know the hope that we have, the sure hope that we have that is ours in Christ Jesus. Sola Scriptura. This is what we hold to. And obviously, some will make fun of this teaching. Others will even condemn it. But here's where we stand. Because it is the truth. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.